passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Well, uh, let's get to uh, this, this game we have Thursday. Uh, the last game of this week, of this uh, you know, work week. Uh, it's rivalry week in the NBA, and one of the NBA's oldest rivalry gets renewed Thursday night in Boston. The Knicks head to Beantown to take on the Celtics at 7.30 Eastern on TNT, of course. That usually means 7.50 because of how late those games end up starting. Um, Boston has uh, the best record in the NBA right now, 35-14, and 14, but they have lost two in a row. We mentioned earlier on the show they dropped a game to the Miami Heat. Tuesday game they were winning. The Heat came back and won that one. This is only the second matchup between these two teams this season, meaning the Knicks and the Celtics. The Knicks lost to Boston 133-118 on November 5th at the Garden. It was one of the worst defensive performances the Knicks had all season. I remember that one. Tatum and Brown were just going crazy from three. Uh, The Celtics uh, feature arguably the best two-man tandem in the league in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Tatum is among the top candidates for MVP this season. He is third in the NBA in scoring at 31 points per game. So I'll start there, Tommy. How did the Knicks slow down? Tatum and Brown in this one. Well, they, they first have to hope that uh, they, that the Celtics are are again shorthanded. Um, last right. night in, in the in their loss to Miami, um, C's were playing without um, Jalen Brown, who's dealing with a right abductor injury, without Al Horford, who's dealing with low back stiffness, without Marcus Smart, who's nursing a right ankle injury, and without Malcolm Brogdon, um, who was out due to personal reasons. Um, so that that's the that's the first thing they have yeah. to hope that that those guys don't return. Uh, we'll get an injury report. Um, uh, later, uh, you know, later this evening, Thursday, prior to Friday. But, you know, Marcus Smart's still a, a week or two away. Um, you know, Rob, but then again, Rob, Robert Williams did return. He's been dealing with the left knee injury management, um, but yep. he did play on, on Tuesday. Um, and uh, the um, 
Jalen Brown, you know, again, they listed it as an abductor injury, but it's basically rest purposes. So it sounds like, you know, Tuesday was the, was the second night of a back-to-back for, for Boston. So that's, yeah, you know, that's yeah. one of the reasons why, um, you know, Peyton Pritchard played 41 minutes. Um, you certainly won't see, you, I assume you won't see that again. Um, again, we'll wait for the injury report, but, um, and again, it's, but the recipes, you know, pretty much the same, um, you know, defensively, Knicks need to kind of step up, stay on their P's and Q's, a little bit more switching. Um, they're going to need, uh, you know, obviously Quinn Grimes to, to play at his defensive best. And they also are also going to need, again, assuming Jalen Bar- uh, Brown returns to action. R.J. Barrett's regression on the defensive end, we saw it again Tuesday night, other than that 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 strips uh, steal from yeah. – from from Mitchell has has been an issue, um, and it, it it continues to be an issue. Um, if you look at the defensive metrics, his Raptor rating, all, you know, basically all those all that stuff points to a. Especially, it looked like he was making strides in his sophomore season. Played his best, you know, best ball as a defender uh, last year, even though he was a little bit inefficient offensively. This year, it's been a step back in the opposite direction. So, um, you know, there was even talk that RJ wanted to, you know, wanted to establish himself as a defensive All NBA defensive team guy. Um, He's been anything but this season. And when you play a team like the Celtics, who have the best scoring duo in the league, um, you need your perimeter, your wing defenders, your forward defenders to step in, step up. Um, We'll see if RJ's up to the task. Yeah, I mean, those guys are are, a load to handle when it comes to Brown and Tatum. I mean, their shot creation, again, two guys who can shoot from anywhere. Um, it, it's 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 a tall task, and you know it's going to take. And, and unlike some of the other matches we they've had, where you know, kind of like the last game, where you know, IQ and Deuce and Grimes, like you know, that trio can kind of handle those smaller guards. Um, you know, these are guys six seven, six eight. You know, so yes. you can't rely on IQ to cover Jason Tatum. You can't rely on Deuce McBride to no. cover Jalen Brown. Like those guys are too small. So it will be a lot of. RJ Barrett's responsibility to keep those guys in check. Ironically, he's you know besides the last game where Tatum went crazy. I mean, he usually guards Jason Tatum really well. Like that's that's for whatever reason just been something that we've seen for the last couple of seasons. There's a Duke connection. Those guys, you know, both work under Drew Hanlon, same agent. So I think those guys have worked played against each other a lot. So I think Barrett tends to kind of know what Tatum wants to do. So I expect that to be the matchup. It's going to be a key one, a key one in this game. I also think for the Knicks is about kind of pounding them in that front court. I mean, you mentioned some of the the, the injuries that they've had. Uh, Julius Randle, I think you're looking to see if you can have another big game or a repeat kind of what you did against uh, Cleveland, which was a much better front court. You know, um, you know, no Harford. Uh, you got Robert Williams, but he's been having these knee issues. He played 31 minutes in that game against Miami. He looked great. He had a great game. You know, does he play those similar high number of minutes? You know, Sam Howes is playing a lot of minutes. There's an opportunity. Luke Cornette's been playing minutes. There's a lot of opportunity for Randall and Obi Toppin to potentially have uh, big games in this one. Grant Williams had to play 36 minutes in this last game. So uh, keeping an eye out on the on those injuries. And this last game that the, the, the Heat and the Celtics played, this was a game that was kind of played in, you know, essentially like a 90s kind of game. And this the final score was 98-95. It was a lower-scoring game. Uh, a lot of it was, was, was the Heat defense, of course. They forced 17 turnovers. That could favor the Knicks as well. Because if, if you're talking about this game and if there are injuries and there are certain guys that don't play and you're talking about a team that Celtics aren't one of the top teams in pace, I think they're ranked like 18th or 19th. Um, if they're going to play at a comfortable pace, I think, for the Knicks. That could be something that they could take advantage of as well. If they could they could be comfortable playing in the half court, that would be a, a big one. When it comes to uh, an X factor in this game for the Knicks, outside of RJ's defense, who, who do you kind of identify? 
I think it's Jalen Brunson. You know, we, we haven't really mentioned his name a lot in the last couple of pods, which is, you know, basically because he hasn't really done anything outstanding. We were so used to him right. playing at, a, at an incredibly high level. He struggled, you know, hasn't shot above 50%. Um, I think it's five games in a row now. Um, still putting up decent numbers, you know, like, you know, 17, you know, 18, um, you know, averaging around 18 points and, and six assists. So certainly not, you know, duds, um, but not delivering at the clip you expect him to that we've, we were accustomed to over the first, uh, you know, 40 plus games games of the season certainly not efficiency wise um you know maybe that's part of it is is kind of the the being worn down and and the minutes played um so we'll see if he can kind of you know get back on track and again the key factor here is uh, the Celtics without Marcus Smart listen you know Jaden Tatum's an MVP candidate Brown's going to sign for max money. He's a monster. He's a stud. Rob Williams is, uh, you know, defensive player of the year candidate when he's healthy and on the floor. But Smart is the engine that makes the Celtics go. I was always amazed and stunned when there were even rumors that the Celtics were thinking about trading Smart. I understand you want to hold on to Tatum and Brown, and he was the one asset that they could part with. But to me, he's the, you know, he's a guy that you – um, he really is a is a backbone of a competitive winning team. Um, one of those guys that is, if he's on your team, he's your you know he's your son or daughter's favorite player. You know, because <laughs> you, you recognize. Whereas if you you're playing against him, you hate him, um, but you also respect him just because of the you know the, as well as he plays. So without their defensive anchor um, and the reigning defensive play of the year, um, again, uh, uh, Peyton Pritchard you know, shot four fourteen, um, took fourteen field goal attempts, played over forty two minutes uh, against the Heat on on Tuesday night um if he's the you know that's so, that's an that's a matchup that J- Jalen Brunson doesn't just have to win he has to dominate in order for the Knicks to be successful because you assume that they're going to get out, outplayed on the perimeter with with Tatum and Brown doing their things yeah we, we, Brunson needs to step up you know Brunson is a guy like you said we talked about him said he should be an all-star and he was playing like one and not so much recently and we know how the sectors are in their guards and if Marcus Smart is playing and I saw a tweet saying that he Apparently, for the game last night, he did a uh, a, a somersault. I want to say, I want to say to make sure this is this is true. Yeah, Boston Globe writer Adam uh, Hemmelsback, forgive me if that pronunciation was wrong. Um, he he had just he walked past uh, Joe Mazzula and did a full somersault and said, "See, you can't do that," and then walked out. Um, oh, actually, sorry, no, Joe Mazzula. Yeah, no, that was Mazzula that did it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mazzula did that for the Marcus Mark. So, uh, so I guess Missoula having fun there. I'm sure Mark Smart wants to get out there and play too. So, um, look, I, I, I think that Brunson, Mark Smart is a, is a pit bull, and I agree. A guy that when when it came to my brother as a Celtic fan, the guy who I do uh, my new generation podcast with, like, and he's talked about how much how in, indispensable Mark. How Smart did your is. brother become a Celtics fan? That's it. That so my brother doesn't like my brother doesn't like any New York team. My brother, his oh, sports fandom guys. comes from his favorite athletes. So when oh, he grew up, his favorite athlete was uh, Paul Pierce in the, in the NBA. So he became oh, Celtics fan. His favorite color is also green. NFL's favorite player was Randy Moss. So he became a Vikings fan. Baseball's favorite player was Barry Bonds. So he became a Giants fan. So, so no team, no New York teams for him. So, but we talk about Celtics all the time now. So I, I know very familiar with that roster and yeah, smart was, uh, is, is so it's just a pit bull. So um, if he gets, if he returns in this one, it, you know, he's going to give, Brunson all you can handle, and he's gonna have to step up in that game. Speaking of the Celtics and, and and this rivalry with the Knicks, where do the Celtics to you for you rise in the rankings of Knicks rivals? I mean, this is rivalry week, and the Knicks wanted and the NBA wanted to have this match for him. 
national TV, one of the premier games last night. You saw the Celtics and Heat play rivalry. You saw the Lakers and Clippers play a rivalry. So the Knicks and Celtics identified also as rivals in the league's eyes. We know the Knicks have rivalries with the Heat, rivalries with the Pacers. What are the Knicks uh, and the Celtics rivalry lists among your uh, rivals for Knicks for as a Knicks fan? Yeah, I'm obviously near the top, um, you know, one of the, you know, quote unquote, original six, you know, one of, yeah. one of the first founding members of, of the of the association. Um, and if you ask Clyde Frazier, he'd tell you, number one, um, those 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 days predate, you know, the the, the 70s, obviously, when the, the Knicks were they're, they're more competing for championships, even the 80s, um, when when, the you know, the, when Larry Bird and, and, and McHale and Parrish were at their peak and, you know, Patrick came along and knocked the the. Um, Celtics out in that game five at the garden, um, the Boston garden that is. Um, but again, those, those, I was too young to, to appreciate or kind of develop any type of feelings toward Boston. Um, so, you know, for me, um, as 43 years old is, you know, it's, it's, you know, the, the, the bulls, you know, probably first and foremost, um, you know, or, and, or the Pacers and, and the heat are kind of right in that mix in terms of teams that they really are competitive. Yeah. Um, you know, last 20 years or so, it's hard to have a rivalry, you know, I forget who it was, but you know, there's not a real rivalry between a nail and, and, a, you know, between the hammer and the nail and, and, <laughs> yeah. and the Knicks have been a nail for the better part of, of, of two decades. Um, so, you know, the nets kind of, sort of, you know, there's, there's, kind of some trash talking back and forth but again you know until the, you know you can't have you can't you have to play a single playoff game in my opinion yeah. before you can have a rivalry so uh you know i guess all time celtics right near the very top but um for me myself it's uh you know it, those those bulls pacers heat rivalries kind of get the juices flowing more yeah first of all i will say i think that tom from tom and jerry would uh would take uh, uh offense to that hammer <laughs> nail argument because he never won his rivalry with jerry true mouth. true but uh, but when it comes to the rivals, it's funny. One thing I love about Nick's history and Nick's fandom and Nick's lore is like you know the generations and how they view things so differently. Like you know, like you said, for people in Clyde's generation, like it's definitely the Celtics. It's absolutely the Celtics because of those battles they had in the early seventies. Uh, but then for someone like yourself, it's you know the Bulls and it's the Pacers. And then someone like me, growing up, you know, as a nine, ten year old in the late two thousands, it's the Miami Heat. I mean, the Miami Heat to me, like those rivalries, you know, P.J. Brown flipping Charlie Ward. I thought that was a year where I thought, you know, Knicks are going to go to see a championship. And I was actually going to see it. You know, I was actually going to watch them in the NBA finals, uh, you know, because I was uh, born in 94. I was born in 91, you know, 94 I was alive, but didn't watch or know what was going on. You know, 97, I'm six, so I'm just getting into the NBA. And, you know, P.J. Brown at that point was just like the arch nemesis for me moving forward. So, like, for me, it's the Miami Heat. Uh, it's not so much the Bulls because, like, I didn't really grow up, like, hating Mike because uh, by the time, like, I was watching, Mike was on the way out. So it, it, it is interesting. And I think for a lot of maybe young fans who are Nick fans now, maybe it's the Nets. Maybe it's yeah. the Atlanta Hawks because you talk about playoff games mattering. Like, the, the Hawks, the only major Nick series that Knicks have had in the last decade really was against the Atlanta Hawks. So it, it, it's, it's funny how that works. I do think the Celtics rank pretty high because I think even – Throughout all those years, I always think the Celtics games mattered. Like, obviously, they mattered in the 70s. Uh, they mattered in the 80s. You know, in the few years, Knicks were decent. Like, where you're playing against Bernard King, he's taking them to seven games against the Boston, the 86 Boston Celtics, or 83, 84 Boston Celtics team that won the NBA Finals that year. Uh, that Those matter. Um, in the 90s, you mentioned, you know, Passion Union with a three-point shot, uh, knocking out the Celtics at the Garden. That mattered, you know. And then we get to even the mellow years. And those matches with KG and Paul Pierce, like, those were big games, you know. 
the the only team to the Knicks have beat in a playoff series this millennium is the Celtics, and then it's the Celtics thirteen. So, and trust me, as a Nick fan who lived with a Celtic fan, my brother, I never <laughs> let him forget it, and I talk about it all the time. I tell him that Melo got KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen out of there. That was the end of that era of Celtics basketball, and it was thanks to the Knicks and thanks to Melo. So, uh, so, so I think the Celtics rank really high. Like, I mean, objectively speaking, like I think they have to be top three because of that. Because like it kind of really it stands the test of time where some rivalries kind of come and go. But you're right. Like I think based on like wh- when you grew up and who when you started root for the team, they rank maybe higher or lower depending on just like who the Knicks were battling with at that time. I hope the Knicks are able to form like a true rivalry with somebody like this. Like whatever this thing is with the Hawks, we have. I don't want to call yes. it a rivalry yet. But it's fun. Like, it's fun. Like, it, these games mean mean a lot, and losing them sucks. And then when they when Knicks beat these guys, it, it means a lot. So it kind of gives you a taste of what could be if the Knicks finally are able to get their act together and, and, and have these strong competitive games. Uh, I think even going, you know, Chris, I was there Christmas Day, and the Knicks are playing the Sixers, and, and you know, Embiid's giving it to the New York crowd. Like, I'm thinking, like, man, wouldn't this be a great rivalry? The Knicks and Sixers, another Atlantic division. Uh, rival uh that would be awesome you know so hopefully uh, the Knicks can continue to uh improve and we can get a real rivalry in New York I think nobody uh gives it in terms of trash talk like New York fans uh, so let's, let's hope we get that, get that. <laughs> there you go